AM 1340. WTAN. Angel Falzoni for a great show. Are you excited about it? I am excited about it. Love Thursday night. Woo! We love it. We love doing it. Thank you, Engineer Pete. You're great. Yeah, so are you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy we, Thursday. Hey, same to you. Have Thank you had you a good much. week? Yeah, so far, so good. It's almost over. That's yeah. the, probably the best part about there it. There you go. Yeah. Hey, did you see the unveiling of the new Ray Stadium possibility? That is absolutely a beautiful design. It is gorgeous. I wasn't going to buy it because it didn't have a retractable right? roof, but now think about it. Think about it. The the walls or the sides open up. They all so you're, you're going to be able to see Ybor City. Right. And then on top of it, it's not like a you know lifeless dome where right. it's just all white it actually is natural sky yes it's a great idea if it's you a can great get it done. idea the owner's got to put more money down than 150 though yeah, yeah. he's got to put more money down and hopefully you can come well, together hopefully they will because yes. i'm excited i'm pumped about that I, I, am too. I love that design i mean to see the sky i mean that's what you want to do i love it i think and it's then great. you're protected from the afternoon rains and heat down exactly here. exactly it makes so, a lot of sense yeah so. so that's a really cool thing that's happened so cool i, I love Love it. Me we'll too. be talking about it on the sports web on Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I, I can't six. wait to hear about it. Gotta call my show sometime. I will sometime. I'd All like right. to do that. I will. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Just give me uh, some walk-up music. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dr. Angel, so good to be with you again tonight. We love doing these shows. Last week we did a question and answer show, and we had so many questions that have been accumulating that we decided to do another one tonight. Different questions. Different answers. Yes, yes. (laughs) So anyway, and I haven't even seen these. You (laughs) received them and typed them up, and so they're going to be fun for me to see. Most of them I copied and pasted, and from what was sent. So I didn't even type a lot of them in because I was out of time today. Yeah, we both were. Some are a little long because I was just copying and pasting. Wow. And and you know we want our viewers and our listeners to understand that we this is an interactive show, and we sometimes have people call in, but. We always appreciate it when people do, if they have a question about the topic. Not so much on a night when we're doing questions and answers, but when we're doing a new series, Mm -hmm. which we are going to begin a a dynamite new series next Thursday night. And so you're going to want to tell your friends about it, 6.06 p.m. And always tell them that you can go to TantalkNetwork.com, go to Podcasts, and then go down to Go Yard, which is the name of this show, which means... Hitting a home run in life. There you go. And why did we name it that? Well, we named it that because so many people are striking out and they're feeling overwhelmed and they're just not living their best life. Right. You know what? We need to start working on how to hit those home runs. Oh, absolutely. But I thought we also named it because you and I love baseball. We and do so love does baseball. Pete. So we got like all of us loving baseball. So. We love sports. All right. Okay. <laughs> so that's another reason. But it is about living your best possible life. And a lot of people will say, well, what's your show about? I just had a guy today. Uh, asked me that and I said it's just about it's life it's about it's life coaching to help you live better yes and that's really what we're doing we don't pretend to have all the answers but we pretend to try 
<laughs> we, we work on it really hard. And it was funny because I was talking with a coworker today about us doing another question and answer show. And she's like, well, what types of questions do you take? I'm like, uh, anything that anything. comes in. Anything. And she's like, there's no rules. I'm like, no, no rules. No rules. Life happens. So, and some of them are are kind of surprising to us too when we yes. when we get them. And since I admit to not having had time to read these over tonight, this is going to be a surprise show. So anyway, uh, if you have some comments or questions, you really can. Even if you if you want to tonight, you can uh, call in and Pete will answer the phone seven two seven four four one three thousand, or you can text me right here to my phone. It comes right here beside me. 727-888-4171. You can text in questions or comments. Number one, are you ready, Dr. Angel? I am ready. By the way, y'all, she's our resident expert. She's a PhD, licensed mental health counselor, works in this field every single day. All right. I live with my 21-year-old son who suffers from depressive disorder, this person says. My son was once a very vibrant boy, studious, athletic, and motivated to always accomplish more. Recently, he shared a traumatic event that took place when he was much younger, which now explains where his emotional instability started. I've expressed the importance of therapy and treatment to help him manage his depression. He, however, insists he's handling things. My son, who is now 21, has stopped attending school, refuses to go outside, literally, isolates himself, does not engage in any activities, finds no pleasure in anything. He's moody, angry, and paranoid. I feel as if I'm losing him more and more every day to his depression. What do I do to get him to see what I what I see and seek help or let me help him get help? It is so hard to stand by and watch what is happening to my son. Wow. And you know what? This is not super uncommon. I agree. Of what's going on. I, I, I think agree. some of the details may be a little different, but yeah. the overall... Um, Why do you say it's not super uncommon? I think there are a lot of parents struggling with these transitional adults who still live at home right. and their lack of motivation or drive and maybe from a mental illness or may not be, but they don't know what to do with them right? because they just kind of want to play video games all day and sleep and almost like they're a kid, they want their parents to take care of them, but then they're an adult, so they want all their freedom to party and they want to stay out as late as they want to stay out do what they want to do right. and so i think a lot of people are struggling with this middle line here i agree and it was funny because one of my co-workers were talking about how oh 25 is the new 18 and i'm like yeah no it's not you know believing that they should live at home till they're 25 and mom and dad should oh, really be that's what they meant of. by that yes oh no <laughs> yes mom and dad should still be taking care of you till you get no. that age and so this person obviously knows that her, her son, her adult son, has a depressive disorder. And knowing right. that, you know, definitely medications and therapy are very helpful. And he doesn't even have that motivation. So my question is, why is it okay for him to live for free? That's right. That's exactly right. You know, why I, is it? I just had this okay? talk today with some friends of mine about their nephew that is 32 years old, still living in his mom's basement, having a really good job, but she pays all the bills. Oh, wow. And yeah. he parties away his money. Yeah. And that's just not, okay. It's not and, okay. And and this is not that uncommon in this day and age, doctor. It is not. It is not that uncommon. And so one of the things I see that a lot of these stories share is that they're not holding their kids accountable. Oh yeah, to, that's a good point. You know, paying rent, even if they only charged them fifty dollars a week. You know, some kind of contribution, holding them accountable to helping with washing their dishes or taking out the mm-hmm. garbage. Like, who gets to live and have no responsibility for? any part of their life we got to stop allowing that to happen but this is part of our culture right now with especially with that millennial generation don't you think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them that do move back in or just never leave and continue their sloppiness and their disrespect for the kitchen Mm -hmm. and cleaning up after themselves or doing their own laundry this is 
something we've heard over and over again, doctor. We do hear it. And so we know this, this young man in particular does not have an internal motivation. So you need to be his external motivation. Okay, there you go. And set those boundaries and parameters. So if you're not going to school, like you can go to school. This is what it looks like. Define it very clearly. You know, it's kind of like that being good. It can mean a lot. So what does going to school look like? Taking one class and dropping it or failing it? There you go. Or completing and making a certain expectation. Here is your expectations for contributing to the house, you know, and giving expectations and following through when they're not being met. So expectations and here's consequences for actions. Absolutely. I mean, you can't live here. You got to. I mean, how about a sliding scale of going upward with their responsibilities of how much they're paying in? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea, but they need to be contributing. Right. You know, and so we can't allow them to sit and have no motivation for their life and continue. And so many of these kids will say, I don't have any money. I work, but, you know, I have to go out. I have to party. I have to, you know, and and there needs to be, I mean, when are they going to learn it? If they're still living there at 21 and doing all this. Well, and you don't have to make it super comfortable. So my my rule is if I pay, I say. Mm -hmm. So I have curfews and I have expectations. You don't just get to come in at 3 in the morning if you're not contributing. An adult pays rent. You're not paying rent. You're not really an adult right now. Good point. And so you don't have to make it super convenient or comfortable. Don't make it comfortable. Take their mattress. Have them sleep on the floor. (laughs) Okay. I'm just joking, but maybe not. All right. Question number two, different person. All of these are different people that have written in. I have some bad news to tell someone that I am very close with and care about deeply. I know my news is going to upset them, but I want them to hear it from me rather than find out from another source. What is the best way or best time to deliver bad news to someone you care about? Wow, that's that's tricky. That is. It really is. And I'm glad this person... We have no wants, clue what the bad news is. What this is. bad news is, but they know it's probably going to be upsetting. Um, and I'm glad they're taking responsibility because it's really bad when they get it from another source. Yeah. Um, so sooner rather than later sooner. is definitely yeah. going to be my advice there. And so what's the best way best to do it? Best time? Soon, right? Soon would be the best time. Okay. And schedule. Like, if you're going to talk to somebody and you need to have a serious conversation, this needs to happen when we're not distracted. This needs to happen, you know, when we plan for a discussion. So letting this person know, like, there's something I need to talk to you about. So can we go to dinner or can we, you know, meet up for coffee and have this conversation? So setting aside time for this conversation is really important. You know, when we were talking about uh, relationships several weeks ago, uh, you know, personal relationships marriages, you know, whatever, uh, engagements. We really, at some point, I remember us talking about this, that when you have to bring up something that's difficult, that you need to set a time and a place to talk. And I remember that kind of struck me because I, I don't think I ever did that for the most part in my relationships. I just blah, 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 boarded it out. You know what I mean? We do. And what happens is we kind of complicate the news because the other person may not be with us. They might be distracted or having other things going on. And so they're not we're not giving it its full attention. Sure. We don't maybe have the time to kind of process it because now I got to run out the door for something else. And so it kind of leaves this communication like hanging really wild. And so right. let's set some time. So letting them know, look, I need to talk to you about something and it's important to me. So can we, you know, set aside some time okay. in the very near future to have this conversation? So you would encourage this person do it soon, not yes. later, sooner do rather than wait. later. Because you're risking another source. Right. Telling them. Telling them. Question three, I've been broken up with my ex-boyfriend for several months now. We broke up because the relationship was no good. I'm going to underline <laughs> some things. And he was using drugs. Okay. He uh, he started stalking me. Whoa. Okay. And showing up at my apartment at random times. He even got the landlord to let him in my apartment, and then he would wait for me to get home. It started getting scary, so I filed for a legal order of protection. However, he continues to stalk me, shows up at my work, follows me to public places. I called the police because he left before the police showed up. They didn't do anything about it. Oh, when she called the police, Mm -hmm. he left too quickly. This has been going on for months now, and it isn't going away. I now have a new boyfriend. I don't want my ex stalking me anymore. What can I do to make him stop? Wow. 
Yeah. yeah. Another common issue that I a hear common about issue. and a, a frustrating one. So this person is actually gone further than most people do when they're struggling with someone stalking them because she did take it to the legal realm. Mm-hmm. She did file for an order of protection. Which I would definitely encourage, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, so when you have that order of protection, I am not a lawyer, but when you have that, you need to carry a copy of it you with have you to carry everywhere a copy. you yeah. go. Right. Um, that's really important. Um, you know, we can't help how law enforcement handles it, but they should be taking down a report when they're coming out for a violation of an order of oh, protection. Yeah. And you need to call the police every single time. But like she happening. said here, she called the police and because he left before the police showed up, they didn't do anything about it. Absolutely. And that happens. Um, unfortunately, you know, different responses from different uh, police departments and stuff like that. Um, and maybe it, does she have her order of protection with her? So first, make sure you have a copy. Yeah. Make sure make it's sure with it's you with everywhere you. you go. Call the police every single time. Um, just because, because won't that pop up every yes, time in their records? Oh, showing, look, this has oh, happened three times. We've had, you know, 15 right? complaints. Yeah. You know, so call every time, even if you don't feel like it's getting you those results. Now, safety issues change up your schedule as much as you can i know you can't change where you work or you can't change some of those things that are you know stable but taking different routes to work when you're driving uh, using different grocery stores um, those types of things will help change your pattern of predictability right right. Uh, make sure you're sweeping under your car to make sure there's no gps devices tracking Mm -hmm. you these days and age a lot of times they can secretly stick them up under there um you know and have you can get up under there and look for that make sure your location is off on your cell phone because a lot of times people are utilizing that technology to stalk that's right um so just keep your location off um and that can help you with your own personal safety absolutely i had a friend a few years back who uh had a stalker and um this person knew where she worked but she would look at a rear view mirror and all that and make sure she wasn't being followed, whatever. One day she came home early from work, like she was early, like an hour early. And this guy was sitting in her parking place. Oh, wow. Yeah. Waiting on her. Oh, wow. And, you know, and sweet, sweet, sweet. You know, oh, I just need to see you. How are you? You know, blah, blah. And we're going to talk more about that maybe in the near future on a series. But... Um, it's, you gotta be very careful with these kinds of things. I think you do in this day and age, especially. Absolutely. And, you know, and stalking is becoming pretty, you know, they're getting good at it because there's a lot of, you know, technology allows for better stalking kind of thing to happen. And a lot of people aren't thinking about it. When you post a picture on your social media, it's embedded with your location. And unless you turn that off of those picture taking. So so that's one of your recommendations. Turn off your location, location, turn off your picture embedding your location because that's in the camera settings. Um, Be careful what you're posting. Right. Change up your routines. Call the police every time. Carry that Check order under of protection. Your car. Check under your car. Like do your due diligence to kind of help keep yourself safe. Um, if you're going out at night, have someone with you. Right. Um, yeah. Don't be going out by yourself. That's the best that you know we can kind of do with this. But you know, do not be afraid to call the police each and every time, even if you feel like it's not getting in your getting you anywhere because and take your order of protection with you everywhere you go point number four question number four i have a friend who is in process of getting a new job in a new place starting a new life while continuing to live in her old place consisting of comfortable job friends and life this whole old life has provided has has provided so much that she is having a hard time saying goodbye. But she can literally feel things changing in her in the old place and in the new place. Jobs welcoming her, wanting to interview her. She is torn. She's growing out of her old skin. Since I haven't read this, I have no idea where we're going with this. <laughs> uh, how can I help her emerge from her cocoon as a beautiful butterfly in a new world? Wow. Okay, so what we have is an individual here who is torn between where they're at and a new beginning. Mm -hmm. And it can be difficult when you're in the middle because, you know, going somewhere new, maybe you're going to have different people. Right. Maybe a different type of job, different 
scenery, like everything's kind of changed. You lose your support from the people you have here, maybe totally different, you know, now it's a distant relationship and it, it changes come, those dynamics. Um, and so I would encourage you to sit down with your friend and, you know, ask her what are her pros and cons of right. this new life and what's her pros and cons of her old life. And maybe she kind of needs to weigh in that decision, maybe a decision that looked good on the surface to make maybe a isn't move. the one to make maybe right. inside it after she's kind of getting into mm-hmm. it, she's realizing maybe this isn't. Right. That best decision and she's feeling torn. And so I always recommend using like those pros and con lists. They really I help agree. find where that motivation is and kind of help her pinpoint it. And if it's fear and it could be fear, you know, we, change is good, but we can be afraid of that change because it is scary, that unknown. Sure it is. And so helping her find predictability, maybe helping her search for her apartment or house or whatever she wants to move to and considering jobs and, you know, reassuring her. Just being there for. Absolutely. Good advice. Question number five, I'm working a full-time job and I just started a graduate level class. I'm very excited to be back in school. However, I'm a little worried about fitting everything into my schedule and maintaining my self-care practices. Any advice on how to keep everything in balance? Good question before we go to break. I think that's a good one. That that is a good one. I think um, you can fit a lot of things and I think a lot of people are having this balance issue. Yes. That's why we did all those series on kind of our self-care. Um, and it's hard when you're adding something new. A graduate level class is not oh, a joke. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's very hard. very intense. It's hard. Um, and working full time is also a lot of responsibilities. And who knows if this person has, you know, a spouse or kids or anything else that mm-hmm. they have to take care of outside of that. And so... The best way is to kind of look at your schedule and schedule your schedule with priorities. So oh, cool. looking okay. at due dates, um, what are time sensitive things and making sure that gets in the schedule and scheduling your self-care. Okay. Pencil yourself in. What do you mean by self-care own... for those who may not have heard our series is on that? So the self-care I'm talking about is whatever kind of feeds you and rejuvenates you, okay. makes you feel renewed. You know, we've talked many times, yours is going to, well, mine is too, going to the beach. Going to the beach. Um, maybe it's a, going to the gym and exercising. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's having coffee at your favorite coffee place. Everyone has something that fills them and helps them feel you know, let all that stress go. It kind of de-stresses them and renews them with their spirit. And so schedule that time Mm -hmm. into your schedule. If you're waiting for just you not to have, you know, oh, I have an hour gap. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to prioritize. Yeah. It's going to have to be that important to you, right? That important that you're putting it in your schedule, putting a reminder for it to remind you on your cell phone to help you stay accountable to self-care because you can't give what you don't have right and burning the candle at two ends does not last long right and so you won't be effective in your class or your job or your life if you're not balancing it got to take care of yourself and we're going to break and we're coming right back with more questions today on go yard please stay with us professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, 
www.tantalkproducts.com. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340, WTAN. Eye of the Tiger. Love that song. Why'd you choose that one, Dr. Angel? Well, you know, on a question and answer show, you know, sometimes we just got to grab life and and there's so much weighing us down and we got to, you know, get out there and find that energy and that motivation to kind of keep pushing through. And that's really why we do this show now in our almost completing our fourth year. And it is all because we want people to live better than what they have been doing. And we all get bogged down in life. That's just part of life. We all have those times when we're not sure how to navigate through a difficult passage in your when our lives yeah you know and sometimes when you go through those bumpy times it's hard to kind of get perspective or objectivity because it kind of overwhelms you yeah it does and so sometimes someone coming from the outside can kind of help guide you a little bit and right. so it happens it happens to all of us and it sure does from time to time so um tell them about our website goyard2014.org yeah, you told them about our website. On our website. Tell them about the website there, Angel. We have all of our shows there. They're tagged and labeled and titled for right. about what that show is about. So, you know, it's a great resource for you to go back and listen to a sure. show when you're going through That's right. that problem. Um, when we do a show, it may not relate to you in that moment, but life does happen, and now it's a great resource. It really is. And, I mean, the topics range so – I mean, you want to give, like, a few right off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, boundaries, anxiety, depression, um, substance use, relationships, fighting fair. I mean, Domestic parenting, violence. parenting teens. Divorce. Yes. we've Just really on and on and on. Handling goals. Yeah. You know, we just right. really – have taken so many topics so many topics in almost four years middle of september we'll have our uh anniversary for our fourth year and start into our fifth year and uh we really yeah that's exciting thank you pete and I don't know about you, but I look forward to doing the show every week. I do. You having a party or what? What are we doing? I, well, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Party. party. Yeah, let's what do we, it. What are we bringing? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. Food and everything. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Fourth year anniversary, which will be the middle of September, the Thursday night that's like the second or third in Thursday the of... Yeah, the one in the Yeah, team. it was like the some, middle. From some food, some people. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Positive uh, party. All right, we'll do it. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so we're planning ahead for that. And, and really, it's so important that people learn to live their best life because life goes by very quickly, as I am uh, realizing now. Uh, I always have realized that. But, you know, the older you get, the more you look back and you go, Wow, this has gone really quick. Yeah, it does. You know? It tends to just like blink and go. Oh my gosh. I mean, here we're in the middle of the year. And it just feels like yesterday we were doing, you know, Christmas and New Year. Oh, I know. Yeah. It just does. I know. It flies. So crazy. I remember college days. That's just a long time ago, but wow. All right, question number six. Here we go. I have recently gotten engaged with my boyfriend and we moved in together. Remember, by the way, listeners, these are all legitimate questions from real people that have sent these in. These are not questions we've written. We hardly had time to even write, (laughs) copy them, them, read them today. These have come from listeners. All right, one more time. First sentence of question six. I recently gotten engaged with my boyfriend and we moved in together. It seems that all my fiance wants to do is stay home and drink alcohol. He works a full-time job, doesn't have any problems with that, but once he gets home, he hits the bottle hard. Hard liquor, beer, he drinks so much every night, that, and then he just crashes asleep. While we were dating, we used to go and do activities. We would meet up with friends, go to trivia night, watch movies, do all sorts of activities. I'm not happy staying home every night. I work a stressful job. I want to do things to help me de-stress. I wanted to buy a gym membership and start working out, but my fiancé doesn't want me to go to the gym alone. Says we should go together. I would love to go with him, but he never gets goes with me to register. I feel like life is passing me by. How do I help my fiancé get up off the couch and do things with me again? This is a good question. And it's not just for people that are engaged. This is a common problem across America, in my opinion. 
I will definitely agree with you. And you can put in whatever the blanks is. It doesn't have to be an alcohol issue. It can be all kinds of all kinds of things. Um, one common one right now that people are struggling with is getting on social media and just mm-hmm. ignoring everybody, everybody else. Um, or video so, games that just absolutely take over the whole evening. Or They do. So here, there's a couple triggers here I see. One is, you know, this is your fiancé and you're seeing that they have a serious an alcohol, alcohol problem. problem. Yeah. And that needs to be addressed. You know, mm-hmm. when you're dating and you're engaged, that's pretty much the best that relationship <laughs> is for a while. You ooh, know, ooh. it does. Yeah. Once we I say know, I do, there, that, that security happens yeah. and, and they don't, you know, we're not as motivated. Mm-hmm. And so making sure you're addressing that he needs to get help. Right. Um, I get it's not interfering with his job, but it is interfering with your relationship and what happens when you choose to bring kids into this or other things. And so if you're not happy now, you might need to evaluate your relationship um, first. I'm going to go there. Okay. With well, that. let me ask you this Is it possible this person's just settling because she wants this relationship and wants to be engaged and wants to get married. And so she's putting up with things that she shouldn't have to put up with. Yeah. And she absolutely is putting up with stuff she shouldn't have to. And maybe it is, maybe it's, you know, I want it. Maybe my biological clock is ticking and I want to settle down. Um, but be careful with whom you're settling right? because, you know, having that family or what is this going to look like in 10 years? You know, a lot of times women especially get married thinking they're going to change yeah. Oh, yeah. the partner and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So if he's not willing to make those changes now, right? you need to look at that. That's a huge flag, period, yeah, going across it really the is. board. Right. And so what I'm going to say to you is, why are you waiting for him? If you mm-hmm. know he's coming home and drinking and mm-hmm. staying on the yeah, couch. Yeah, why, why are you just you sitting there? And you want to go do something, go do it. He's got to be sent a message, don't you think? Absolutely. Stop yeah. waiting around for him and mm-hmm. show him, I am still going to li- live my life. Go yourself and register for the gym. Go do a girl's night out. Go have dinner with a best friend. De-stress in the things that de-stress you. Don't wait for him. Well, I like the last sentence is a question. How do I help my fiance get up off this couch and do things with me again? If he doesn't want to now, is he going to want to 10 years from now? That's my point. That of is kind a of being huge the best point. You're at, you're at right. one of those highlights of the relationship. And if you're struggling here for them to be interested. How can you get, make them anyway, though? She asks, how do I help my fiance get up off the you couch? Can't. You can't. You can't make you somebody do something. You cannot change people. Mm-mm. Doesn't happen. So only thing you can do is A, let him know yeah. how you feel. Right. Encourage him to get help for mm-hmm. his alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. And go live your life. Right. If he's not willing to come live life with you, I think you see that maybe this isn't the relationship for you, but you're not sitting around as the victim and giving him the power. Take back your power. Take back your power. In my experience, a lot of people, once they see their other partner out hanging out with friends or doing those things, like they want to be a part of it. So... That can help motivate him. And if this guy doesn't want to be a part of it and wants to spend his evening drinking every night, what is he running from? What is he hiding from? What is going on there? It's a big, deep problem. And those don't get resolved overnight. And sometimes people aren't willing to resolve them at all. And so, you know, you are engaged. And I would say I wouldn't take a step forward into this relationship until these issues have been addressed. Right. And, And really, you're living together, but why bother? If this is the way this relationship is. Absolutely. You know, what? what is the purpose for a lot of what's happening? And so stop giving away your power. Take it back. You know, he want. you know, let him know, look, I'm going to go register for the gym tonight at four. And if you want to come, you can meet me there. And if he doesn't show up, register for the gym anyway. And isn't it good to say, okay, here's what I need. I mm-hmm. mean, she's not, she, it sounds to me like she just lets this happen day, night after night. Right. She's given away her power. She has. Yeah. And she needs to take it back. And I And for know. those out there that don't understand that concept, you want to explain that just a little further before we go on to the sure. next question? You know, our power is what kind of what we let people do to us or how they treat us. Right. And no, we, we can't change. She cannot change his behavior. Oh, she can't. No. 
we can never change anyone's behavior, but I don't have to sit at home and watch him no. drink every night and do nothing. If I want to go out and do something, I can pick up the phone and go by myself or call a friend or get a group of friends together or coworkers or whatever your people are, your tribe. Right. And go do it. Go do don't it. Don't wait for him. Right. That's taking back your power. And that sends a powerful message, too. And, you know, maybe you need to revisit this whole concept of marrying this dude. Oh, absolutely. I'm, right? I'm totally there. I see a lot of flags with what's happening. And I would say, slow down a little bit. Right. You have some big issues in this relationship. Yeah, you and do. these are not going to go away overnight. And having a baby is not going to make any of this better. Oh, no, it's going to make, it make it so worse. much worse. So be careful about that. So I know a lot of people feel like, you know, that baby's the glue <laughs> no, to all the problems. No, baby's so not the don't glue. Don't do that. And first of all, you need to communicate with your fiance. Here's how I'm feeling. This is how what you're doing is impacting me. And this when is you what... do this, I feel. Absolutely. When you say this, I feel. When you're drinking and you know staying home at night, I feel. I feel. When right. you're not wanting to go out with me, I feel. Like how is this impacting you? Mm-hmm. And then give him an opportunity. You want to go to the, you say you want to do this together. Okay, let's do it Friday at whatever time. Right. Oh, good idea. Set, actually set, set that a, date and time. And if he doesn't show, go do it and anyway. And the chances are he won't. So right. go do it anyway. You go do it anyway. And just keep living your life. You may not change him, but you're changing yourself and you're changing how you respond And you're getting stronger. You are. Because you're taking back your power. But she's de-stressing because right. she wants to go de-stress and she's doing activities and she's taking back very her power. Very good question. Very good question. It is a very good question. And, and really, common. dear one, whoever you are, if it's this bad now, it's not going to get better when you put that ring on your finger. It's just not. And you're talking, we're, because we've been there, we know how it works after you're married, it it's harder to change. Motivation decreases. Yeah. Motivation decreases. That's so a good way to put it. if he's not motivated now, yeah, that ring right. is really, you know, you're going to be in for a bigger problem later on. And I would just suggest, first of all, he needs to go to counseling to work on his issues. But maybe at one point, we need to go to, you need to go to couples counseling and sure. see how this works. But I would agree. Yeah. Don't keep going forward. You know, you can identify these issues and there may be more under the, under the surface don't keep making wedding plans. Right. I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm embarrassed to, you know, put oh, a stop yes. to Oh, yes. Oh, I know. What will people think? And I'll tell you what. I had someone, a friend of mine, that put a stop on it two days before the wedding and had everything planned. I had a lot of respect for it. That took a lot of guts. And it's easier to stop it I knew before. somebody that stopped it about four or five days before. And honestly, that was hard. And mm-hmm. But... You know, even the wedding guests that were contacted, please don't come. This isn't going to happen. Family members, etc., handled it very well. And I think that people, most people would say, well, I'd rather you not go ahead if there's something that that major that has caused you to stop this right now. Absolutely. So I would halt on planning yeah. forward and work on letting him know what you need from him and giving him opportunities. But you need to live your life. Absolutely. Question number seven. I have a 16-year-old daughter who used to date this guy who turned out to be super controlling. He would have to get her pa- get her passwords to all her social media, made her feel bad if she talked to anyone, male or female. He would go through her phone every day. I told her this wasn't healthy. This is just the guy she was dating. My gosh. (laughs) They ended up breaking up because she got a job he didn't want her to work. This guy even threatened my husband because we changed her passwords to her social media so he wouldn't have them. Now, several months later, and they are dating again. She tells me she is in love with him. I have tried talking with her and telling her, telling him, this guy has some, telling her, this guy has some problems and doesn't treat her well. She ignores me. I do not want her dating this guy. I'm afraid if I forbid it, she will sneak and want to be with him more. I don't want to sit back and do nothing either. How can I help my daughter understand this relationship is not good for her without pushing her towards this guy even more? Great question. It is. And very serious and um, dangerous situation. Because if he's already controlling and wanting her passwords and scrolling through her Mm -hmm. phone Mm -hmm. and not wanting her to work... Where is yep. this going? That's not a good trajectory. This and this is, parent this o- sees it. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of parents get afraid of that, you know, whole Romeo and Juliet thing. You know, you forbid it and they keep 
wanting to do it even more. So forbidding it is not really a, a, sometimes a great way to handle it because, you know, kids kind of makes them want what your parents don't want you to do even more. Um, it's a tricky situation. This really is a tricky situation. I'm, I'm going to say that you're going to need to handle this with caution um, and have some of those mature conversations. There, uh, Google the power and control wheel. It's on. Oh, yeah. Power and control wheel. You can get that off the internet. We're going to talk about that again soon, aren't we? The power and control wheel. We will. We will. Um, And this new series that we're getting ready to do next week. But Google it and have that. Sit down with her and let her see what a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. should look Mm -hmm. like. It's going to have to be her decision that this isn't okay. Yeah. Um, A lot of areas have teen dating classes um, that kind of help teach them how to pick a a dating partner or letting them know that dating violence is never okay. And so look into your local communities, um, girls clubs. They a lot of times are hosting these teen dating classes because teens are falling into this a lot. And usually the baby comes really quickly because that kind of traps them down and he can control her for a longer period of time as a parent i would put resources to her and not so much your words i feel like you've shared your words and your concerns so step back from that and look for you know resources a book or you know the power and control all those types of things that she can look at and kind of start learning about what's okay and what's and there's, not okay. And there's probably some good movies, resources out there, something that they can watch. So I think they're more apt this generation to watch something mm-hmm. than they are to read something. Yes, they are. And if you want a YouTube, I, there's so many people who share their stories right. of like the dating violence and what happened yeah, when good they idea. saw a post on you know their social media and then they lost it. Um, and hearing those testimonies can be powerful too. Right. And it's not your voice. It's other people's voice. Mm-hmm. And so to get to our teens, sometimes we have to kind of backdoor it a little bit. And I get it, being a concerned parent. Definitely, it's concerning behavior. And I would watch. I'd watch kind of what time is she spending with him if she's working. She's 16. Hopefully, she's still in school. And, you know, and maybe having some family time that's just your family and the boyfriend's not included so that, you know, you can kind of help limit her time. And be careful about giving them opportunities to sneak around, be in the house when when you're not there. Uh, there's too many babies that have been born as a result of that. Yes, there have. And that would be a nightmare to this situation and right. definitely amplify your problems. So that's, yeah, be that's careful. where I would go with that. Let's go to question eight. I'm a manager for a company and my position oversees entry-level staff. I typically get young applicants, individuals who just graduated from college. My problem is these individuals that are coming in do not want to do work. Oh, boy, this is true. I have caught several of them wearing earphones in their ears all day, whine about having to redo something they did wrong, want to leave early, still get paid, scroll on social media all day. This is so frustrating as there is an expected productivity level my department must make. Some of these young workers will just not show up for work, won't even bother to call, let me know, cannot take any constructive feedback, literally will cry and sulk if I let them know they need to step it up. And they do not dress appropriately for work. Jeans with holes, hair is messy, wrinkled clothing. This is not okay to me. How do I manage these younger workers and hold them accountable to company policies and expectations without having them melting down? Excellent question in this generation and in this time. And this is a common problem on the workplace. It sure is. And now as we're seeing more and more of the millennial generation graduating college and entering the workforce, place this is kind of a norm that's happening it really is it's definitely becoming a norm you know companies should have standards yes they should and standards for productivity standards for not being on their phone at work not texting and all those things if this company does not have that maybe it's something that can be suggested to a higher up you know because because this is becoming a more of a common problem i hear it with from other people 
Oh, I hear about this one quite a bit. And you're right. There needs to be policies and standards. And so if the company, you know, what happens when you just don't show up to work? What happens, you know, what's your cell phone policy? What's your wearing earphones policy or your dress policy? And when they're not holding up to it, you're going to have to hold you're them accountable. Have to, they got to be held accountable. Otherwise, it'll continue. It will continue. And, you know, it definitely will negatively can keep impacting the workforce. It's not okay to just not show up to work. No. And it's not okay to be so disrespectful that you look like you just fell out of bed. True. And you may be wear, wearing the same clothes from yesterday. This is not uncommon, folks. It's not. It, unfortunately, we hear this a lot from people in the workplace of what's going on with this younger generation. So. Yep. Keep your bar high. I would suggest, you know, having a team Keep meeting. Keep your bar high. I Keep like that. Keep the bar high. Don't lower your bar to meet at them. Make them meet the bar. And so have a team meeting with your staff. Talk about this is what's expected. Like, lay it down. Uh, give them a printed copy of it and then hold them to it. And hold them to it and have consequences for actions. Mm-hmm. And this is not just in the workplace. This can also be other places, you know, in your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It can be. Wow. Number nine, I'm having problems with consistency. A lot of people do. <laughs> Recently, I started a weight loss program because I want to lose weight so I can be more healthy for my children. I spent a lot of money joining a medical weight loss plan. I'm two weeks in. I'm struggling with st- to stay consistent. Those around me give me permission to cheat, and then I cheat. I want to stay young, strong, but I do not have the willpower to resist some things. Our culture just doesn't support consistency i like this question this is an interesting one how can i overcome my issues of not being consistent and stick with my plan and achieve my goals for myself i like that this is a very good question and it's the very true our culture just does not support consistency it's very Why true how that? many times have we heard people not losing weight quitting smoking quitting drinking like whatever it is um it doesn't i think a lot of times people have a hard time seeing someone else succeed And so it's easier to just encourage them to not succeed, especially with like anything you're going to do to better yourself with weight loss. Oh, you can have that, you know, macaroni and cheese or that piece of cake. It's just this one time. Give yourself a break. You know, they're they're giving you permission. And when you're fed that, your behaviors become that, you know, Mm -hmm. thoughts, actions. So there's that connection. And so first of all, I would start saying, get around people who are going to help you stay strong. Right. Let the closest people to you know, I need you to stay strong for me. When I'm begging or pleading or really want some, you need to tell me, no, I really don't want it. Don't give me permission. Have those conversations with them. Um, So who you stay around or hang out with determines a lot of times your success in when you're trying to make a change in your life. It sure does. Um, You know, if you have people letting you have permission to to cheat, you're going to end up cheating because we can only stay strong so long. So find an accountability partner, maybe somebody who's in this weight loss plan program with you and, you know, hold each other accountable, encourage each other to stay consistent. That helps um, with that consistency. And the people in your closest circle, let them know you need them to support this and there's got to be uh there's got to be some little bit of uh, reward when you're losing weight or whatever you're doing uh, going so many days and then there's mm-hmm. some type of reward i mean there's ways to set up an effective plan it's sure it, they're sure it sure is and so and then you're kind of wanting to stretch it so like you know three days of staying on the meal plan you know maybe i'll do a my favorite see a movie i like right, or sure. do something to reward yourself right. and then stretch it maybe next time it's going to be six days of staying on my i plan um make yourself those times and those reward schedules really important with that motivation and, and that will help consistency tr- tremendously and consistency is a problem for a lot key. of people and it really doesn't matter which plan you're on as long as you're doing it consistently right. you usually will get results so Absolutely. find a partner last question for tonight i'm having problems in my marriage what it looks like no what it looks like our problems are relates to communication and trust okay so that's what it seems like the problem is. Okay. We have a young child. I do not want to give up on my marriage. I just do not know what to do to help it. I have asked my husband to go to counseling with me, but we work opposite schedules so reduce to reduce our daycare costs. We really do not have the extra money. It is really stressful to have not only stress at work, 
but have this conflict with my husband at home. I'm starting to feel like I'm in a pressure cooker. What can I do to help us help to help us increase our trust and have better communication? Wow. Ooh, you know, trust and communication are foundational. That's the foundations. It is, and if you don't have that, you got a problem. It really is big foundation. problem, and you do have a big problem. And yeah, I can imagine, you know, working all day and then coming home and, and having to deal with conflicts at home. Like, where do you get a break? So you need to find some self care first and foremost. Absolutely, you need to find a break. You need to find that place where your brain can just be at peace yes for you know if you're walking putting your little child in a stroller and going for a walk or whatever it is that gives you that peace find that time and get it in your schedule first and foremost and second of all scheduling conversations is really important when we talked about earlier when you're having those difficult conversations schedule time with your spouse and let's work on communication or i feel like we have a trust problem can what can where did it happen where did it start and what can we do about it and talk what if the spouse says you know i don't want to talk about this i'm fine you're fine it's fine well, unfortunately, we can't control how other people respond. And so if we have someone who's really not working on our relationship, it's not going to go anywhere other than what you're doing for yourself. And sometimes right. by just letting yourself have a place to de-stress, um, talking it out with some trusted right. friends kind of can help you with perspective and making sure you have healthy boundaries in this and that's all we can do. If the other person does not want to participate, we can't make them. But giving them opportunity, and not just a single time, but giving them opportunity like, hey, let's go let's go have a date night. Right. Let's go, you know, do something. And then talk and right. work on opening those lines of communication. So in all these questions, a couple words have been going through my mind. Awareness. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Ooh action because so often i guess there's three because so often people get stuck not doing anything because they're really not eyes wide open to mm-hmm. their situation or their spouse tries to tell them there's a problem they don't want to hear it they just put their head back in the sand and forget it right yes they do and a lot of times and we start out with question with kids that still live at home when they're quite past the age where they should be living at home and we're, we don't we don't a lot of times keep people account, hold people accountable we do not we don't it's true and you know first we need to be aware of what's happening yeah and we do need to, we need to hold to our boundaries and accountability we can't continue to be the victim of our circumstances that's it, that's it. take back your power and that's where your action comes in don't wait for someone else Give them opportunity, but if they're not willing to meet you there, then you take care of it for yourself. So for this Do person in that you know marriage problem, find those things that feed you. And if your spouse doesn't want to go on date night, go on date night with your you know a right. family member or a friend or by yourself. Still move forward. Triple A: awareness, accountability, and action. Powerful. Powerful. Very great powerful. night. Love this show. And we are looking forward to a new series next week. We can't wait to do it. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. And who are you anyway, by the way? I'm Dr. Angel. (laughs) Yes, you are. And I'm Mama Mac, and this has been Go Yard. And we'll be here again next week right at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, (laughs) 6.06. Not at 5 o'clock. If you're here at 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem. Nobody will be here. There'll be another show playing. Yeah, there you go. We'll be here next Thursday night at 6.06 p.m. And we're looking forward to our brand new series. You want to tune in, tell a friend. All right? And go to TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcast. Go to Go Yard. And see you next week. Bye. Good night.